research indicates that men bond over shared activities rather than just talking about their lives. This is Cliff and Spencer's excuse to hang out together. It's the Pop Train. A horror movie podcast. Hi, welcome to The Podgering, a horror movie podcast. I'm Cliff. And I'm Spencer. And we watch a movie together and we talk about it. And this week's movie is... Spencer, you picked it, so why don't you... Okay, it is The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. Yes. And I'm very excited to talk about it. Um, This is the first one that we've watched that... uh, well, not the first. Compared to compared to Halloween, this one, the, the first slasher we've watched that actually scared me. Oh, really? Wow, yeah, I was okay. a little. I was a little. Um, I like checked. I like checked my uh, door at night <laughs> just to make oh, sure wow. it was locked. Okay. Um, Good to hear. So anyway, we can get into that. But um, for the listeners, Spencer and I understand how much fun it is to just recount. Um, in minute detail for 45 minutes uh everything that happened in the movie um but we thought we would maybe try something a little bit different and sort of squeeze that down into one segment at the beginning um and uh so we're gonna do that and so without further ado i'd like to introduce our new segment called what happened what happened? What? what just happened? Yeah, Spencer, you you want to summarize the movie for us? Sure. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 2022, directed by David Blue Garcia, screenplay by Chris Thomas Devlin. So this is 50 years after the original uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And so we start off with uh, the, this group of kids. They're, they're going to the town where it happened. Or I guess it's like it happened outside the town. But so, yeah, they're like some, some young rich hipsters from uh, Austin who are going. And they basically bought up like all the real estate in this ghost town. And uh, they're there to, you know, turn it into a little... Uh, hipster spot and um so while they're there they get there and they're you know they're like oh like we can put a boutique here blah 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 like they're going through what they um what they want to do with the place and Mm -hmm. they go into one of the buildings and there's an old woman there and they're like you gotta leave you know this is not your place anymore this we bought this and she's like no this is still mine I, i can prove it i got the papers or whatever yeah, the deed. Yeah, the deed. And uh, then, like, they start fighting and, or, like, arguing. And then uh, right. she, like, has a heart attack. And uh, this big dude, Leatherface, is there. Well, I don't think we know he's Leatherface at this point. But, I mean, we all we all pretty much know it is. But, like. Well, I'll tell you what. And some, um. I didn't think he was because in the shot where Dante goes up to get the Confederate flag um, yeah. from the hanging in the window, you actually see him for a real quick second. I don't know if you noticed that. Um, 
uh, he's sitting in a chair in the corner, and we see what oh, he looks right. like. And for that reason, I was like, oh, this, is, this isn't this is Leatherface. This must be a misdirection, because wouldn't mm-hmm. we not see Leatherface's face? Because it's scratched out everywhere else. Um, right. And then I realized how wrong I was pretty quickly yeah. after that. But continue. And that was a creepy ass. Or that was really well done, by the way. Like, because you don't, at that point, you don't expect anybody to be there yet. And like, mm-hmm. Leatherface is just sitting there in the background. Right. But, uh, and yeah, so he he's a, that guy, like, one of the kids from Austin is a black guy and he sees a Confederate flag and uh, he goes to take it down. Oh, and I, I skipped out that they encountered a guy at the gas station with a gun on his hip who was rolling coal right. and, uh, you know, a little bit of a culture war thing there where it's like, oh my God, who needs a gun? And he's like, well, there's all these wild hogs around and uh, yeah, right. so... And anyway, it turns out he's the guy who's there to like work for them. And when they get into town, they find that out. And uh, it's like, oh shit, that's awkward. But uh, so then, yeah, that Jenny has a heart attack when they're fighting uh, the old woman. And then she, they take her to the hospital and like the girl goes with and Leatherface goes with. And, uh, Okay, and then while they're in the ambulance, there's like a it's like a, a callback to Halloween four where there's like a fucking just massacre inside the ambulance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Jenny dies, and that's when Leatherface like loses his shit, and he yes. uh, he like didn't he like break a man's hand off? He um, yeah, his mom dies. The deputy who's riding in the back with him sees that he's getting agitated. And so he like puts out his hand like to like stop him or calm him down, and yeah, Leatherface snaps his wrist backwards so that the bone sticks out, and then stabs him with his own wrist bones, <laughs> yeah. which was incredibly gnarly. And that's yeah. the moment that I realized that I was wrong, and that guy actually was Leatherface, right. and uh, I was overthinking it. Yeah, right. How crazy would it be if that wasn't Leatherface, and that was just like somebody <laughs> else? But. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and yeah, and that has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just they're like, okay, see you. Right. And uh, so, yeah, then the ambulance wrecks. And uh, okay, so then the girl who is in there wakes up and uh, she sees Leatherface cutting off his grandma's mat or face to wear yeah. as a mask. Right. And then. Uh, then Leatherface, like she pretends that she's dead for a second, but then Leatherface kills her. And um, mm-hmm. let's see. So then, and then he heads back to the town. And so at this point, like they've gotten Harlow. Yeah, Harlow. And uh, so they've got like, they had a fucking bus full of their fucking rich hipster friends from Austin pull in. Right. And they're all like there to auction off all the properties and like they're just the fucking most annoying like rich hipsters and uh this this movie is really selling this like culture war thing by the way Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh so then anyway the guy that the guy who had the gun on his hip like he asked them he's like you know where's your deed prove that 
that house belongs to you. Right. And uh, they're like... Because he takes their keys. He, yeah, he takes their keys and he's like, you can't leave because he, he found out that the grandma died. And right. he's like, he's like, you killed that woman. I'm not letting you leave until you prove that you own that house. Right. And uh, they can't find the the deed. And he's like, he's super pissed off. And uh, so then, let's see. I'm going through my notes here. Sure. I think the the main character, the protagonist's sister, um, they goes into her, her and Dante go into the orphanage to find the deed. That's right. To okay. See if it's in there. Right. And uh, oh, and also, so the the survivor of the original. Um, massacre or whatever is she finds out about the uh the attack and she's like Mm -hmm. you know she fucking she's like all right it's my time and she like heads out to go right you know because she wants to kill leatherface and uh then let's see yeah they find the papers it turns out that they had wrongly evicted the grandma um Mm -hmm. leatherface gets back and he he attacks Dante, who the guy who had taken the the Confederate flag. He like fucking cut his face open, and yep. uh, so Dante and the redneck dude, like the redneck dude at first, is like uh, confronting him. I think because he had been in the house. He's like, "Where are you going?" And he turns around and he's like, "Holy shit!" And like realizes he's like you know fucked up. So let's see, and then yeah, Leatherface kills Richter, the redneck dude, mm-hmm. who I thought he was going to be like, you know, one of the final, uh, final survivors. I thought he was going to, cause he was like, he was like a strong character and they kind of made it, they made him like, you know, seem like moral and like, yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he, he tried to fight Leatherface and, uh, Leatherface killed him. So, that, but yes. he drops the keys, and uh, the girl gets the keys back. Yeah. Um, the protagonist's sister, yeah. who this whole time has been hiding upstairs in the orphanage under a bed. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and who, so by is, the way, was a survivor of a mass shooting. Uh, yes. And had, like, a bullet wound, I think. Um, yeah, not the girl who was hiding upstairs, but yeah, her. The, oh the, yeah, her the, sister. The protagonist was yeah. Yeah. Then the uh, the survivor Sally shows up. Right? Am I out of order here? Uh, do you oh, mean yeah. the, survi- the okay. old lady? Yeah, I skipped a part. The bus scene. So like, they yes. they run to the bus and like everybody's inside. I think because it was raining or whatever. And uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like the dumbest fucking part of the movie, but it was hilarious too. Oh, I, I thought it, it was my favorite scene. Oh, it, it was good. Yeah, for sure. So uh, Leatherface like gets on the bus and everybody pulls their phone out and they're like recording him. And the guy literally says like, if you do anything, we're going to get you canceled. <laughs> and then uh, mm-hmm. Leatherface just starts fucking massacring everybody and it's like this it chops them all up yeah it, it's just like a brutal uh you know carnage like it was it, i thought it was a great scene like as far as horror movies go because it's like 
It's just them all trapped on this bus with Leatherface, and he's just fucking right. killing everyone, and they like right. can't even begin to fight back. But right. um, yeah. the two protect because he's in the aisle, and everyone knows how buses work, but they can't get past him. <laughs> right? Yeah, totally. So he's just having a field day. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, and, but the do the two protagonists do manage to escape. Mm-hmm. And they, they get off the bus and uh, they run into the, the OG survivor, Sally. And, uh, you know, she's got a gun and she's yeah. like, she's like, all right, I'm here. She's like, I'm going to kill Leatherface. And uh, she locks them in the car <laughs> yes. while she goes into the orphanage. And uh, let's see. I'm looking at notes because I don't remember this part that well. Sure. Um so she tries to she goes hunting for Leatherface with her shotgun um I think she gets a shot in or something um but he comes back and uh, essentially and mortally wounds her essentially um the how did they get out of the car somehow at some point she comes back i think and gives them the keys and tells them to get out of the car and drive away right um the two sisters and so they do try to but instead instead of driving away they try to run over leatherface mm-hmm. crash um and uh, so and the the older sister gets stuck in the car gets stuck in the like, car she's like yep. get out of here um, yep save yourself yeah and so um the younger sister runs into Sally, the OG survivor, and Sally's like, you're never going to have peace unless you kill him. And so she has this, like, what's, um, sort of works, but not all the way, like, this, like, internal, I think she's supposed to struggle internally, like, do I take this gun when I was the, um, victim of a school shooting and turn to violence or not? And the answer is yes, because that's how American movies work, so... (laughs) <laughs> she grabs the gun and uh, goes hunting for Leatherface. Um, they have a fight. Leatherface and the um, shooting survivor, whose name I do have, and it would be good to start using people's names. Oh, yeah. Melody. Here. Or wait. Lila. Lila, yeah. Melody was Lila. the other sister. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Leatherface and Lila fight. Um, Leatherface is about to kill Lila, but then... Uh, Lila's sister shows up. Who you, you said? You said her name was Melody. Melody, yeah. Okay, Melody shows up and distracts him, and then they both together like kill him essentially, um, and walk out back to their self-driving car. And that's a fun thing that we should. Talk oh yeah. About. And um and start driving away. And you want to pick it back up? Yeah. And so then Leatherface comes out, still alive, and he pulls Melody out of the car and cuts her fucking head off. Yep. And uh, and Lila can't do anything because the car is self-driving away. <laughs> right. It doesn't yeah. stop for decapitations. It, it nope. keeps going. Uh, yeah. And then it, it shows Leatherface dancing in the street, which have you seen the, the old uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? movies no was that a callback because okay. i actually thought that part was kind of artistic and, and yes nice. yeah it was a callback to the first one um oh, okay but yeah it was it was a good scene too like it was all, like just as it was and also as a comeback a callback i thought it worked really well mm-hmm. um, 
and um that's pretty much it and, and then, then and did the, you watch the after credit scene yeah i was just about to mention that so it shows him walking back to the house from the original massacre okay yeah i sort of assumed that's what that was but um so and that is what happened so um yes what what parts did you find interesting you want to just get to get to chatting about it um yeah so i i will say it's it's very uh uh, topical, which, and I've I've noticed this in the the newer horror movies that I've watched lately, where it's like definitely very prominent themes of like you know quote unquote cancel culture stuff like that. Um, like what other what other movies? Uh, well, one I watched just a couple weeks ago was There's Someone in Your House. Oh, okay. And, I think there's somebody in your house or whatever. And like mm-hmm. that, that was basically like, I mean, it was just like a remake of scream basically, but uh, you know, with adjusted for like the, you know, zeitgeist of 2022 and, gotcha. uh, and yeah, like you know, all definitely like, you know, very big on themes of like cancel culture, stuff like that. And this one, it was, was, how does it how does it present cancel culture? How do you think this movie presented cancel culture? This one is interesting because it's um it kind of like to some degree touches on like uh issues of class versus issues of identity politics. Um because, you know, like the these rich kids are coming to exploit a you know poor working class town and um like you know they get this woman killed and like she's she said something like she said an offensive word uh not the n-word but another n-word and uh you know so it's like obviously it's like this woman is racist um doesn't know she's racist obviously because she's like she Mm -hmm. says something along the lines of like yeah, essentially, like she she runs an orphanage, and she says right. that she's raised she's raised kids of uh, like black kids and white kids, and essentially she says, and I never had a problem, right? You know, which is like obviously um, problematic, right? Yeah, and and especially like she refers to them as with that word, and like right, but like at the same time, it's the I don't know, it's it's interesting because there's no there's no clear right or wrong person because the, the redneck dude that helps them, he, he's kind of a, he's a good guy. Like, mm-hmm. um, but he's also, they show that he's an asshole. He like rolls coal as he drives by them. Um, but he ends up being like, you know, first he sticks up for the old woman. And, uh, and then when, but then when Leatherface starts killing people, he sticks up for the, the hipsters and he fights Leatherface. Um, right. And so I think that's what makes this movie like um, probably made this movie not get like a more critically well received is because it it like brings up issues, but it doesn't really have like a strong point of view on any of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. It's sort of like meanders. For Um, sure. Yeah. But I mean, maybe that's, I think in a way that, and like not to get too postmodern here, but uh, that's, you know, that's kind of a, a somewhat healthy outlook because it's like 
you know, these, these woke kids from the city are also shitty and they're exploiting people. And like, you know, this race, or I don't know that he's necessarily racist, but you know, this, this country dude who's a fucking asshole, rolls coal at people, carries a gun around. He's actually a good person. Um, but you know, and then the, the protagonists are good people as well. Um, they, you know, right. Find and yet us. are exploiting this right. town. Yeah. These poor people. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's nuanced, you know, there is a lot of nuance with all those things. Um, for sure. Yeah. You know, it's not nuanced Leatherface cutting those people up in that bus. <laughs> yeah. That's as, that's as visceral and like on the surface as it gets really. He, he killed oh, that was indiscriminately. My favorite scene. <laughs> um, that was, it was super gnarly. Um, it definitely grossed me out, but I think as far as like pure, um, entertainment value was the best scene. It's like the bus is a part is like party bus lit. Um, in terms of like the actual lighting, I mean, like it looks cool. Um, and it's like blue and purple and stuff. And when he goes in there, like just starts chopping people up, there's like blood everywhere. It's, um yeah yeah it's it's very gnarly i did think some of the um you can see some people are live streaming it and like some of the people watching the live stream say things like oh, i've been to i've been to haunted houses that are scarier than this yeah. or, and are like fake right. and that's kind of yeah. i think i thought that was like a funny um uh joke at the expense of uh, extremely online people right yeah um, it was good that whole scene was yeah. just like so over the top and like it was it was definitely the standout moment of the movie for me like mm-hmm. that it peaked with that scene yeah for sure um uh what else did you find interesting um let's see i like that they brought back the original survivor um mm-hmm. who she and she was definitely like I mean, she, they like took her right out of Halloween 2018. You know, that was Jamie Lee Curtis for like 100%. That was just like, yeah, I thought about that for sure. For sure. Um, but she was good and she worked well in the movie. Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, the story in general, I think, I think the acting was good. I thought all the performances were, were good. Um, the story was just like slapped together. Yeah. In my opinion, it, it didn't really like there weren't like clear follow through themes or anything. It just sort of they like threw a bunch of stuff together. Right. I read on Wikipedia, I think that the producers that David Blue Garcia wasn't the first director. Someone else was. And they, um, they the producers essentially, I think, fired the first director. Really? And yeah. And David Blue Garcia reshot everything. So. Oh, okay. I think um, it was another example, kind of like Halloween 4, of mm-hmm. a movie that was put together um, a l- under a little bit of a rush. Yeah, and I think that comes through in the in the film a little bit. Yeah, and uh, and they did that in Halloween 6, too. Mm-hmm. Well, that was... We'll, we'll, we'll have to delve into that someday, because that was a fucking production hell, but... Uh, Gosh, yeah. Anyway, back to wait. this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, here, I have a I have a clip that I of something that I thought was funny. Okay. Um, 
yeah, this movie acting was great. I think the story sort of mediocre. A lot of stuff they kind of bring up, and like you're like, well, that would. And a lot of stuff they bring up, it doesn't come back, um, right. or just like sort of very loosely, barely hangs together. And so this is just what I'm I'm about to play an example of um, a quote I thought was funny that you know just like like bad horror movies have sometimes it's just like what was that which is this part here they're on their way to harlow for the first time the the yuppie city kids and um they get pulled over by uh some sheriffs listen some of us were born here you know saw it in its prime so please be respectful for the town we will Sir. Melody, what are you doing? You know, our our grandmother was actually from around around here. Uh, you know, when Harlow's sunflower blooms. Winter is doomed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that huh. part? I, I had forgotten about that actually. Yeah. It, that just made me laugh. It doesn't come up again. This right. like little town quote that I guess everybody knows, <laughs> yeah. and it barely makes sense right. um, uh, as it stands. And um, yeah, I, that just made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess um, and it, I guess it's but, supposed to mean that when uh, it's. I think it's supposed to in in the the kids' case who are coming to revitalize it. That I guess they're supposed to be. Harlow's sunflower, or like yeah. bring about Harlow's sunflower age. That's uh. Speaking of which, the the sunflower field where they crashed the the car or the ambulance was that was a really nice touch. I thought because it was all like dried sunflowers and uh, which just like I don't know. It has a really really cool artistic value mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, that was a cool. That was a great shot when yeah. it's just looking at the field and then Leatherface rises from it. Right. Yeah, that was a cool shot. It's so sure. fucking creepy. Yeah, definitely. Um. Uh. Yeah, I loved his chainsaw dance at the end. I didn't know it was a mm-hmm. callback. Um. It sort of reminded me of. Um. You do you remember that movie American Beauty with Kevin Spacey? Everyone yeah. like won Oscars for it. Uh, the pl- the plastic bag that sort of flies around that everyone makes fun of, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and the quote that the guy says while it's flying around is like, "I I learned to stop trying to hold it all in and just let it flow through me." And that's what right. I thought of when I saw <laughs> Leatherface dancing with his chainsaw. So, so remind me, you said you have not seen any of the other Texas Chainsaw Massacres. Correct. Yeah, I have okay. pretty much not seen any slashers. So anytime oh, we wow. watch a slasher, it'll probably be my first time. Wow. Okay. Yep. Um. Uh. Yeah. It, it grosses me out, man. The blood. Gotcha. Um. So it's probably good that we're doing this. But um. Yeah, I've always been like a supernatural ghost kind of kind of scary movie person. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, the the first one was phenomenal it was and it was like just this gritty low budget uh you know slasher and i mean do you find it still scary in the modern era because just because sometimes old stuff doesn't 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 hold up up. 
Um, yeah, I would say so. If I, I think if I had never seen it, it would probably freak me out. I mean, as much as anything would not. Like, I have a pretty high mm-hmm. tolerance for horror, but like, right. uh, yeah, it, it holds up. I think it was like not like seventy four. Is really early um, horror movie, and gotcha. uh, but it was just it was so visceral and gritty and. Um, yeah, just definitely like a landmark of of horror, and then mm-hmm. the sequel was the first sequel I loved as well. But it was like a totally different movie from the first. It was just like a different tone, and it had kind of like it had grown into the you know the eighties horror style a little bit. And uh, but I thought it was it was also excellent in its own way. It was batshit and insane. And it had Dennis Hopper, who was batshit insane. And uh, <laughs> yeah, what is the '80s horror style? Is it like um, sort of like campy, a lot of blood stuff, or is that just totally? That's any bad horror movie, I yeah. guess. Yeah. What makes it '80s? Um, yeah, it was it was it was campy for sure. It was there was a lot of blood, a lot of like metal music, you know, like like fast gotcha. pace, um, and. Uh, it's kind of chaotic, we, like. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to derail us. I was just curious. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely recommend the first two, and then like there've been they've made like fucking ten of these movies, and the I feel like every few years one comes out and I I watch it and I'm like oh that was good you know but like mm-hmm. most of them are forgettable and not. Uh, just you know not super big contributions to the franchise or the genre which, mm-hmm. which i would say about this one you know it's not a it's not a movie i would buy and watch again you know <laughs> no yeah well so what i try to do and um i'm gonna try to keep doing was not i tried to not look at the rating for it before i watched it which mm-hmm. i managed to successfully avoid nice. um so I, th- I thought it was better than the Rotten Tomatoes score gives it. Um, I'd probably give it like a C. The Rotten Tomatoes gave it like a 30-something, the critics Really? Score. Huh. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, like I said, I thought the acting was good. Um, and I just thought the story was sort of like rambling. Definitely the For story sure. rambled. Yeah. And, um, and like I said, I didn't think it had a very strong point of view on like certain... Or it sort of does the like thing that like mid-level or bad movies do where it brings up social issues but doesn't really explore them it's just like here's one gun control right and here's one class and here's one race um but doesn't really say much about them it just sort of like uh, yeah just uses them yeah yeah and plot and that's a way to get like emotional reactions from the audience you know it's because like Mm -hmm. somebody everybody in that movie is like someone the audience will uh, will identify with a point of view from one right. of those sides. You they're, know, they're archetypes or archetypes. archetypes yeah, um, yeah, archetypes. I'm going to take that out. <laughs> what an idiot! It's, you know, you know, Andrews is my favorite Archie type. Archie <laughs> Andrews. Uh, speak on that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, sorry. It, it it is like just a way to. Um, get 
people emotionally invested in in what's going on i think mm-hmm. um i think my yeah so my main thing was it uh yes good acting um plot not so good um and yeah sort of just like brought up issues but didn't really like have much to say about them it was just like put throwing everything in the in the pot together do you have any other thoughts or final thoughts you want to say um no i i don't think so i think uh yeah as as far as how would you so how would you rate it or grade it i would i think i i would have to agree with you i would say a c it was an entertaining watch um yeah it, it was the best parts of the movie were you know visual um you know good uh good kill scenes all that like good uh you know like the the sunflower seed was a, a really nice touch or the sunflower mm-hmm. crop scene um the acting was good uh yeah story was really just like kind of ridiculous actually i mean like they are having a fucking bus full of hipsters come to a town like so that they can yeah. get murdered by Leatherface. It was really... And story. attend a bank auction. <laughs> right, yeah. That was another funny scene where, um, uh, yeah, they're, like, bidding. And, like, this one goes to, like, Becca's brunch or something like that. Right. Like, that's how, like, a bank auction would work. Like, right. all these yuppies would come. Like, um, this is going to be my artisanal uh, beard <laughs> yeah. oil shop. Or, you know, just really over-the-top hipster shit yeah. like that. Uh, oh, what did you think about the twist at the end? I thought that was actually pretty good. Wait, what was the twist? Um, they're, it, they're, the sisters are in the car, and it seems like they're both going to get away. And then the other oh, face grabs yeah, yeah. That was That was cool. I like that. Uh, yeah, me too. You, you really expect that girl, you know, to be, to live like it's like the, you know, the final girls or whatever. And you mm-hmm. definitely don't expect her to be dispatched in such a grisly manner. Like, yeah, it, it was, it was gnarly. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was a cool scene. Well, you want to play a little game? I would love to. Okay. Um, so I don't have an official name for it, but essentially I found an article that lists the, um, top 10 largest earning Instagram influencers. Um, <laughs> and so I found, um, so I, I found for each of the 10, a list of their one of one, each of their paid promotions. And, um, so I want you to try to guess which influencer is doing which promotion. Okay. All right. I Sound think I good? can do this. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Let me, uh, let me pull it up. I'm I'm pretty knowledgeable when it comes to influencers. So. <laughs> well, the thing is, um, none of them are just influencers. They're all actually celebrities. Okay, cool. So here are the 10 most popular Instagram influencers on the left, right? Uh, on the left, you see, right? Right. Um, and so um, there's going to be 10 slides, and... Um, I just want you to try to guess which person is endorsing which product. Oh boy! So I've got these screenshots of their of their Instagram here. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, um, and I'll put a link to this PowerPoint. I think in the show notes so that um, 
if the listeners want to see him and sort of play along, you can. Ooh, nice. Um, I know, isn't that? Listen, look, look at us push the boundaries of what's possible in podcasting. Right. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, this first person says, my brand new glow balm drops July 6th in four shades, heart emoji, perfect for dewy, glowy summer skin, sparkle emoji, sparkle emoji. Um, who do you think this might be, Spencer? That is Beyonce. Um, all right, Spencer, I'm afraid you are incorrect. What? I know. This first one is... I need to pull up my answers. Hold on. Okay. So, Spencer, the glow balm is actually Kylie Jenner. Ah, fuck. I was, That's Kylie Jenner. I'll be honest. I was looking at the blacked out username and i was like oh that looks like beyonce would fit because it's the shortest of all the names oh yeah i was pretty um, certain i had it too but then i just realized they don't use their full name <laughs> right <laughs> their handle so that's i'm right, gonna suck right. at this all right that's all right you got nine more um okay next one here and let's do the let's play the slideshow okay next one uh the post says get out there and show your support for tim's camp day at tim hortons at tim hortons us hashtag collab Mm. um and it's a picture of a tim hortons cup who do you think this might be spencer let's see and it says leadership confidence resilience courage Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. sounds like something that a soccer player would say you think so I'm Let's, going with sorry, go ahead. No, you go. I say I'm gonna go with Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay, interesting, interesting. Maybe real quick, let's think about um where where's do you know where Tim Hortons is is located? Uh there used to be one on Hampton. No, I don't mean here in St. Louis. I mean um <laughs> Oh it is <laughs> country wise. Yes, okay. It is it's bigger it's big in Canada, isn't it? It is pretty big in Canada. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe you got I any should Canadians think twice. up here? Oh shit! Okay, Justin Bieber. It is Justin Bieber. Sweet. Yep, 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 yep. Thank you for right, cool. uh, getting me back on track for that one. <laughs> You're welcome. Um. All right. Okay, our boy Andrew Schultz, me and Spencer's both both of our favorite comedian <clears throat> by oh, far. Huge fan. Um. So. The post says, uh, flame emoji, comedy drop-in, tonight, all caps, another flame emoji. My boy, at Andrew Andrew Schultz, sent me an early copy of his new comedy special, Infamous, that drops tonight. I watched the show last night when I landed, and he just says it's hilarious, and then some other stuff. Uh, He says, big at Terramana Toast, brother, and congrats. And then it's just a, a shot of... Andrew Schultz's special called Infamous. Um, a lot of red and black color scheme, looking looking very hardcore. Andrew <laughs> yeah. Schultz is infamous. He doesn't care. He embraces he, it. He's infamous, man. Spencer, who do you think? Um, who um, do you think this is? I think like, let's see. One clue is that it says "fucking hilarious." So it's mm-hmm. it's a celebrity who's a little less branded less as like a household name so i'm gonna say i don't think it's dwayne the rock johnson um, okay 
because I, you know, I, I see him like speaking to children or whatever. Like he's such a big, uh, celebrity. Like I think you would keep it more, uh, PG. family friendly. Yeah. Um, uh, well, let me stop you there. It is Dwayne, the rock Johnson. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Mm-hmm. Yep. How awesome that I'm like, okay, one person I know it's not. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad this is on tape forever. <laughs> right. Um, sucks to be you, Spencer. Mm-hmm. Damn. Um. Uh. Okay. Next one. Uh. The shot is. Well, let's do the post first. The post is: You need more than quick feet to be a champion. So that ought to help a little bit. If it takes hours of hard work, stubborn determination, and a dose. No, not if it. It does take hours of hard work, stubborn determination, and a dose of fearlessness. Hashtag keep a clear head. Hashtag be clear. Be fearless. Some other hashtags. And it's for um, uh, a product called Clear Hair Care. Okay, this one. This one is Cristiano Ronaldo. That's right. This one is Cristiano Ronaldo. That's right. That's right. Good job. Okay. Let's see here. The post is at Serendipity 3. NYC is finally reopening on July 9. Since I won't be there in person, I decided to make my own frozen hot chocolate at home. This, The mix and our amazing Serendipity Brands ice cream pints are available at the link in my bio. So what do we think? Picture of a um, woman in her kitchen drinking frozen hot chocolate. I feel like that's got to be Kendall Jenner. Kendall Jenner. No, Spencer, I'm afraid it's not. Fuck. It is Selena Gomez. Uh, wah, wah. Uh, okay. Have you guys started... The, here's the caption. Have you guys started watching Big Leap Fox? It's a new feel-good show that's all about second chances and chasing one's dreams. Tune in to hashtag the Big Leap on Mondays. And put picture of a woman standing in front of a projection of the big leap. What do you think, Spencer? Hmm. Let's see. I'm looking at the names of the people in Big Leap to see if that gives me any hints. Ah, doing a little detective work. Okay. I like the initiative, Spencer. But I don't recognize any of the names, so that doesn't help. And that doesn't quite look like Kim Kardashian because she doesn't... Let me stop you there. It is Kim Kardashian. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I start ruling out like the one person that it is. Okay. Yep, that's all right. That's all right. All right, that's all of them. So, uh, you know, I don't. not your best game performance, Spencer, but... Uh, <laughs> I agree. Hope that was fun. Hope that was fun. It was good. I enjoyed it good and uh um yep go ahead i've got a little game for you as well hell yes game time i'm so pumped now uh as you may or may not know you hear the name my turn to look like a big rube (laughs) right so you hear the name texas chainsaw massacre and it sounds really familiar not just because of the movies but because 
there are three other really common things that sound a lot like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. And I'm going to need you to guess which one I'm referring to. Okay. So this is... Is that all of the rules? This is basically... uh, uh, I'm I'm trying to think of an example. Um... So it's it's going to be a three word word phrase that has three common things <laughs> three common things in them. Yeah, it's, it's going to sound. And I have to guess what it is. It, it's it's a it's a play on words. It sounds okay. like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but you're going to have to figure out what it is based on the clues Got I you. give you. Um, yeah, and I do have clues. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay. So I'll start off with this one because I think it's probably the easiest. Okay. So. Man, I feel pressure. <laughs> I feel real pressure. It's, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot at stake here, so you probably should. Yeah. Um, okay. Good. Okay. First one. So, chainsaws are expensive, but oh yeah, Leatherface gets three percent cash back when he uses this for all his purchases. Um. Uh. Express, uh, American ex, American Express, ca- cash occur. <laughs> is this is is is, is am I am, am I on the right track? Kind of, yeah, yeah. You, you're making okay. it uh, harder on yourself than you need to, though. Then I need to. Okay, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, Oh, I, I think I need a first one just to see just to just to see where I'm going. Can I get the can I get the answer? Oh yeah, okay. So the answer to this is what Leatherface uses for all purchases is his Texas Chainsaw MasterCard. Oh, okay. Got it. Texas Chainsaw MasterCard. Okay. Yes. I understand. I understand. I I take the L on the first one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I but I'm ready to go. I'm ready to come out swinging. Okay. Uh, now this other one that gets confused with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre a lot because it sounds similar okay. is the infamous slaughter that took place on a rail-bound form of transportation, specifically where you can be served bacon, eggs, and waffles. <laughs> okay. Um breakfast car massacre close very close uh you are uh, you got a dining car i don't know what is it oh you are so close just dining car massacre that's my other another one match the sim that doesn't sound like texas right so that's not right um okay let me breakfast car massacre is close so Um, close you don't know how close you are you're one syllable (laughs) off but remember to match Uh, every syllable I do have to. Yeah, and remember, it's it's a rail-bound form of transportation. Breakfast rail car massacre. Ooh, so close! No, breakfast train car massacre. You got it! Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> okay, cool. Nice, okay. nice, nice, nice. And and what a nice host, I must say, giving me some hints. Yeah. And the final phrase that sounds a lot like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yep. This impressive display of gastrointestinal prowess took place when an Austin-based competitive eater 
took aim at the lesser enjoyed side dish at a certain chicken tender only fast food chain. Okay. Chestnut canes. Uh, can I have that clue again? Yes. This impressive display of gastrointestinal prowess took place mm-hmm. when an Austin-based competitive eater took aim at the lesser-enjoyed side dish at a certain chicken-tender-only fast-food restaurant. A side dish, okay. Chestnut. And I'll... Coal... What? So I should... Just to, to get you narrowed in a little bit. Chestnut coleslaw. Something. Texas and Massacre are still the same. Oh my gosh, Texas Coleslaw Massacre? So close. Uh, Texas, um... Remember, syllable for syllable. Uh, I don't know. And it's... it's I'm afraid I don't know. It's a fast food chain that only serves chicken tenders. But but the sides. Right. But the Uh, side is from a fast food restaurant. KFC... No, but is is it Canes? Yes. Chicken fingers? Um, now put them together. Canes uh, slaw? Texas Canes slaw massacre. Texas Canes slaw massacre. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. <laughs> okay. Nice. Well done. That's nice. Two out of three. Thank you. Well, and I guess, yeah, the first one you didn't even get wrong because I... That was just like a hint. So. <laughs> no, that counts. I'll I'll take that. That yeah, counts as yeah. the wrong one. Oh, okay. Well, two um, out of three ain't bad. So. Yes, thank you, thank you. That was fun. That was fun. My brain is uh, fried. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna I was gonna go. Yeah, I was gonna go solve um, quadratic equations later. But <laughs> right, now I don't, not now. I don't think I can. Yeah, that's a lot of heavy lifting for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. Cool. That was fun, Spencer. Thank you. Well, um, it's my pick for next week. I thought we could watch uh, Incantation on Netflix. Oh, nice. Okay. It just sort of popped up uh, for me in my recommendations the last couple of days. Um, so right I on. thought it would be a good pick. Yeah, I've heard good things, so I'm down. Okay, cool. Sweet. So Incantation on Netflix. Um, and, uh, yep, Spencer, until next time. Until this next was time, fun. I'll talk to you later. All right. I'll see you then. And thanks Bye. for listening, everybody. <laughs> thanks for listening. Yes. If you're enjoying it, tell your friends. Um, all right, everybody. Bye. Peace. It's the Pop Train. A horror movie podcast.